Hi everyone, I'm Michael Stasin and this is Mobile Growth Podcast where we discuss how to launch apps, monetize apps and everything uh, relevant to this topic. And today we have a super interesting guest, Adam Greca from Amplitude. So Adam is a product evangelist at Amplitude and he is also an analytics industry veteran. Uh, hi Adam, thanks so much for joining us today. Uh, hi, thanks so much for having me. Yeah, for, for our listeners, uh, I'm sure most of them do know what Amplitude is. You have to live under the rock, I guess, if to, not to <laughs> know what Amplitude is. I think it's one of the most popular uh, solutions for mobile analytics. Uh, a lot of our clients use uh, Amplitude, and we actually do use Amplitude ourselves for our uh, for conversion uh, to measure our like uh, website and how our clients use our product. But anyways, for, for those people who are not familiar, maybe you can start with a like, quick intro uh, on what Amplitude is. And then we, I think it would be super interesting to discuss specifically uh, mobile analytics, since our yeah. audience are mostly mobile apps. Yeah, happy to. So um, Amplitude is a digital analytics platform. Uh, as you mentioned, we started in the mobile analytics space over a decade ago. Uh, since then, we've evolved our platform. We deal with mobile, we deal with web, we deal with basically any digital data. Um, we tend to work the most with product teams who are looking to kind of power up their products by using the data that they collect, uh, watching people kind of understanding how they use their apps and basically how they can improve whatever is their conversion metrics or engagement metrics. Um, we, we basically work with, I think we've got about 2,500 uh, customers right now uh, across all the continents and yeah, we're we're pretty well known in the product space. Uh, we also have a big emphasis on product-led growth, where a lot of organizations are, the organizations who are bought into product-led growth really are aligned with our vision and using Amplitude to help, you know, power their products. Uh, got it. But uh, maybe let's, I think POG product-led growth is a super interesting topic as well. And uh it would be interesting to discuss, but let's start with, uh, like just what, what's, uh, what's mobile analytics and who basically who, who, who needs to use it? Yeah. So just kind of getting back to the basics, um, you know, when the world started to digitally transform, most of the things that we do started happening in online channels. Um, originally started with websites, but as, as you know well in your business, uh, when the iPhone came out, it really kickstarted the whole mobile world. And the whole premise of things being digital was that um, the the downside of things being digital is you don't have a lot of that face-to-face -face interaction with customers anymore. But the advantage of digital is that you can actually see and view and basically um, monitor what people are doing in your app. And it, that's something we never really had in the analog world. It's not like when you went to a store, someone was following you around with a, with a, you know, a pad asking, looking at what products you were looking at and what you picked up, but all of the data that is collected from mobile apps is really the promise that you could use that data to make it better. So um, I think mobile app mobile app analytics started almost immediately when mobile apps first came out. And the folks who are making mobile apps wanted to understand 
are they using this feature? Are they using that feature? Um, how often are people coming back? Uh, what are the things that are more likely to get people to come back? And if you were an e-commerce app, then, you know, maybe it's, are you shopping now? Are you adding to cart within the app? And then are you coming back? And then they would use that data to maybe remarket to you if maybe you left a lot of money in the cart. Or like in your world, um, a lot of people used mobile apps to do subscriptions. So what is helping to drive someone to do a subscription and then monitoring, are they actually using their subscription? And if not, they might be a high churn possibility. So you wanna intercept that and make sure that they don't churn. So, uh, so really is trying to fulfill the promise of digital and um, there's so much data that is collected nowadays and there's so many mobile apps that, you know, that's why our business has just kind of grown to the point where Amplitude is, is over a billion dollar company now because so many people want to track all of this information. And tracking data on mobile apps is very different than tracking it on websites. Um, and that's one of the areas that we've just really focused on when we first started the company. Yeah, and what's the difference here? Like there are, I think there are some solutions, even let's say Google Analytics, uh, they do have their solution, which is uh, essentially free. So why would people uh, choose, let's say, Amplitude? Yeah, so Google Analytics um, was primarily built for a completely different purpose. So uh, Google Analytics is a marketing analytics product. They acquired a company that did do mobile analytics uh, called Firebase, um, but in general, most people who use Google Analytics are trying to use data to figure out how to optimize their advertising and their digital advertising conversion. Now, you can track any data you want, and a lot of people will use the free version of Google Analytics, and they'll use Firebase to try to track their mobile apps. But there's a big difference between using data to figure out how to optimize your advertising versus using data to figure out how to optimize or power your digital product. We jokingly kind of say internally, you know, if you use Google Analytics, you're using data to help basically Google make more money. But if you use Amplitude, you're using our product and our data to help you actually make more money. And I think there's a big mindset difference when you're using data as a product team to improve your product to always be getting better and better because you always have to be one step ahead of your competition because most mobile apps out there there's like five of them that do the same thing and the one that ends up winning is the one that has the best features that people like the best has the best word of mouth and we'll get we'll get to that later if we talk about product-led growth but i think that's the, the biggest difference is we see a lot of people, the phrase we hear a lot is putting a square peg in a round hole. We see a lot of people say, you know what, I'm going to be lured in with a free analytics product. But in many cases, you get what you pay for and you don't get the deep reporting on acquisition, retention, tying those together. You don't get a lot of the, the cardinality issues that you get with Google Analytics where it just can't scale. Um, some of our clients are you know, eBay, PayPal, Square, and those products, if they try to use uh, the, even the paid version of Google Analytics, which has much bigger limits, it couldn't handle the volumes that you would need to. And that's one of the things that Amplitude has done is built itself for scale because we have just some massive customers. And like I said, it, you could probably do like 30 to 40% of what Amplitude could do with Google Analytics when it comes to product. And most companies start with Google Analytics, but then they say, you know what, we really need to advance to something more sophisticated. 
Yeah, that makes sense. I think even for for small apps, uh, I know we do have a lot of like indie developers on our platforms, and they do use Amplitude. Uh, it's just so much easier, I think, to to see like conversion funnels uh, yeah. and, and stuff like that. And also, and one know, other, yeah, one other point I'll throw out there is we have a free version of our product, uh, just like Google does, and our free version has way more features that are available for product teams than the free version of Google. So it's a great opportunity to start, and it doesn't cost you a dime. Actually, eighty, I think eighty-five percent of all users of Amplitude don't pay us. Which yeah, is that's cool. that's super interesting. That's I think that's where we are tapping into uh, product led growth. Uh, this is uh, something Amplitude is doing, right? This free plan is kind of product-led growth motion for Amplitude itself. Because ultimately, if 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 uh, you're using Amplitude extensively, there should be some like limits you're hitting, and you'll be converted to to a paying client. Yeah, and we look at it a couple different ways. So we have a free version because we believe that the best product wins. And we believe that if people just start using our product and they're they're welcome to use our free product and use other free products, we are confident that they will ultimately go with us because we listen to our customers, we build the features that they want. We also have a scholarship plan that gives you even more if you're a startup. It actually unlocks a lot of our features because we are aligned with startups. We used to be a startup. Uh, we want to make sure they're successful. So if you have, I believe it's under $5 million in funding, we give you basically almost like a free version of our full product so that you could use it. And we know that eventually, if you're successful, then you're going to have the money to be able to pay us. So we want people to use our product. Um, for us, a lot of the free version is just getting great input and it helps us to make our product even better. So uh, in many respects, we are getting something of value by having um, all these people use our product and we use our own product to see how people use our product. It sounds very meta, but we use all of our product data to see which features people are using. And we actually know which features people use in the free plan and then in our paid plans. And one of the coolest things we're actually doing now is we do reverse trials. So if you're using our free product, uh, based on how you use our product, we can see what features we think you would benefit from. So we will actually temporarily let you use the paid features so you could try them, but it's limited to a certain amount of time. And then we'll then take them away, which is kind of mean, but the idea is to get you to see the power of what you can do with it before you have to commit to paying us extra money. So um, we just believe that product should drive everything. Uh, we do have salespeople, but again, most of our business comes in by people using our free product uh, and then hitting some sort of a limit or wanting more advanced features and then being able to upgrade. Yeah, that re reverse trial, uh, it's also, I think, an element of like, uh, best practices uh, of uh, PLG when you kind of give people an opportunity to try to export to actually get the value understand the value and then it's much easier to to, to make a decision to pay for this yeah. or actually if you are not using it you, you won't be paying for it anyway so uh, like you will cancel even if you have to pay for uh, to start using it you will churn quickly if yeah. you are not getting the value so but let's take a step back then let's uh, talk about this uh, PLG how product led growth is super uh, like popular term now do you have any thoughts on like uh, what's that how to approach it uh, thinking about like mobile apps can can a mobile app yeah. be like 
use this uh, PLG uh, to grow? Yeah, so here's how I kind of think of PLG. Um, if you go back in time, the way that people found out about companies, websites, mobile apps, was primarily driven by marketing. So people would buy Google keywords, do display ads, send emails out. Well, over the last couple of years, there's been a lot of change in digital marketing. Obviously, we all know about the fact that cookie deletion has become a big thing. Um, Apple kind of kicked that off with ITP. Um, Google claims they're going to eventually start deleting cookies, marketing cookies or third-party cookies in Chrome browser. Some of the other browsers have already done that. And so what's interesting is it's become more and more difficult for marketers to justify the money, the massive amounts of money they were spending to get people to their apps. Now, you also have privacy concerns with GDPR, and there's some regulations in the US as well that are basically saying, listen, you can't really track people the way you used to, you can't track their, them personally. And so all of that comes together to say, I don't know if the person clicking on my ad, ultimately, you know, you downloaded the app, you know, you did a subscription and so on. Um, I can do it for some of it, but then the other, I have to model it. And so when you don't have confidence in your marketing budget, and you're not sure how that's really paying off and you can't control that, what can you control? And what I think a number of organizations have realized is that they may not control how someone got to them, but once they get to the app, that is their domain. They can make sure that they have a great experience. They can make sure that they of have the features that they want, and then it becomes sticky. And the idea would be that if you like an app, then you'll tell a friend and you'll share it and so on. And that leads to more people finding about your app, them having a good experience, them that spreading. And all the time, if you have really good customers who are pushing you to do new features, that is a competitive advantage over your competitor. So I think the idea is that marketing is starting to become more difficult and that people are starting to shift over to product and saying, if I have, if I have a thousand dollars to spend, is it better to spend it on Google keywords where I'm not sure what the real payback is going to be other than maybe them coming and maybe filling out a form, but I don't know what their long-term longevity is that, or do I spend that money in the product? And, is, and we've often found that a lot of our clients tell us that they have a compounding effect when they invest their money in the product. But if they invest in marketing, if they end up stopping that spigot of marketing spend, then they're going to lose all of the future, you know, leads and acquisitions. So it's a little bit of a different mindset. Yeah, absolutely. That makes sense. Uh, I think indeed with, with all these privacy changes, it's becoming more competitive. It's just hard to acquire new users. So if there are ways to, to, to get some growth directly from product, that's, that's ideal for, for any app, uh, yeah. uh, app company. Yeah. Uh, and one other thing I'll throw out there is if you think about some of the most popular examples of product led growth, cause I know product led growth is kind of like this ambiguous term. I like to yeah. make it real. Um, so for example, I think the poster child, the product led growth is Slack. So Slack started as a small little company. And basically they had a free version and people would bring it into their enterprise and two people would use it. Five people would use it. And it was kind of known as like shadow IT where they would sneak it into a company, but then it, it spread like a virus. 
And then suddenly there were a hundred people at a company using it. And eventually IT was like, listen, like we either need to shut this down or we need to do it securely. And then they would buy a, an enterprise version of Slack. Another one that I love is I use a product called Calendly. Uh, some people either love it or hate it. I have a lot of meetings, so I like it. And basically it's a free tool where you can basically just, you know, send a link to someone and they could schedule time with you. Um, that is another one that just mysteriously creeps its way into organizations. And I think the goals of product-led growth is offer something that's either free or very economical have people have a really good experience so that they share it. Then you get a couple people using it and then you get more and you get more. And then eventually it becomes an enterprise sale. Now that's only in the B2B world, but it's not just in B2B that product led growth is becoming popular. Um, it's also in B2C. Do you have maybe any, any examples or ideas on these POG techniques in like consumer subscription space uh, with the apps, specifically with mobile apps uh, that are more yep. like uh, delivering like virtual services, uh, not, not, not like e-commerce without any physical uh, goods in presence? Yeah, I mean, some of the ones that come to mind is um, I've found that a lot of apps nowadays um, are giving free trials of a subscription service. So recently, uh, there was a family member of mine uh, who had a scam um, against them. You know, someone was trying to scam them out of money, um, you know, typical fraud scheme. Since I work, of course, in the technology field, I was the one who got called to help. And so I decided to say, hey, we're going to get you an app that is going to be like a virus checker on your phone and just make sure that everything is good and make sure you're not going to any scam websites. Um, even though I was willing to pay for it, most of the apps, when you download them, it basically said, do you want, you know, we're going to start you with a two week free trial and then you could either pay monthly or you could pay, save money if you do an annual subscription. And so basically, even if I wanted to pay for it, I would, I'm, in many cases, I was forced to start with a free trial that then led to a subscription. So I think that's uh, their approach of saying, you know, we're going to make it really easy for you. We're going to do your first couple of scans and give you two weeks of seeing like how this feels. And then eventually I, you know, you kind of forget that you even have it. And then by that point, you know, it's already hitting your Apple and you're paying for it. And I think, um, I think it's been become really convenient, whether it's Apple or Android, them already having your, your, payment information, they can just do that subscription really quickly for you. Yeah, I, I agree. Thinking of it like a trial in this sense, it's, it's, it is like a reverse trial already, uh, the exactly. way it works on Apple's platform. Yep. Um, Got it. And do, do, do you have any, any, uh, another popular topics? Yeah. By the way, about the trials, another thought, uh, we do have a lot of data on this since our clients are all subscription apps and we see like around, uh, more than 70% actually of revenue is coming from subscriptions, which initially starts with a trial. So it's, it's, uh, it's more popular to have a subscription with a trial than just direct yep. subscription without a trial. Yeah. Uh, and what we found is that the trial period is actually the most critical. So. Uh, because if you're not using data during that trial, then that's your window to get them hooked. And as you probably know, in the product world, there's a very common phrase. It's called the aha moment, which is where the product 
you know, resonates with the consumer. And at that point, they understand why they need it. They've gotten value from the product. And I think that's a key component of product-led growth is that you always have to be adding value, even during the free trial stage. And so when we have people who are doing a free trial of Amplitude, we find that either they go into the free trial and they, they really pound it and they're really getting a lot of value from it, or they start a free trial, they play around with it for an hour, and then it's then we see nothing. And so I think that's your period of time where you need to really engage them because they're interested in your product. And if you don't deliver value during that that PLG free trial stage, then they're not going to end up subscribing or they're not going to end up buying. And so um, I would argue that while you always want to keep your customers happy, you really want to make sure that they're having a good experience with that during that free trial stage. And that's where data. And then also another thing we haven't talked about yet, but also experimentation is also a key component to adding value, making sure people are having a good experience and so on. And it's also a key component of, uh, of PLG. Yeah, absolutely. I, I actually wanted to ask about that, about experimentation, maybe A-B testing. Do you have some tools for that in Amplitude? Uh... Yeah, so we have an integrated experimentation A-B testing feature flagging offering. It's called Amplitude Experiment because we understand that data is great and analytics is great, but you want to take the next step. And the next step is to improve your product. And a lot of times the way you improve your product is you take a subset of your audience and you show them a new feature and then you get the data on it. And then if, it, if everything looks good, you expand it a little more and a little more, and then eventually you just release it to everyone. In many cases, you might have five or six different tests going on and, and you need a more sophisticated product to understand. I wanna make sure that these people in this experiment are not mixed with people in this experiment because that could taint the results. Um, unfortunately, the experimentation field has been a little cluttered and a little bit weird lately. Uh, just last week, uh, Google, who had a free uh, optimized product, they decided to shut that down. So that was kind of cool for Google customers, but now at Amplitude, we've always had this integration. So when you do uh, an analysis in Amplitude, maybe you have, say, a conversion funnel and you build a cohort of users that did not make it through the conversion funnel, you could literally push a button and do an experiment to those people only and see, show them a different experience. Or um, we had one example where a customer sent in, uh, they had web data, mobile app data, but they also sent in call center data. And one, if their customer had a bad experience in the call center, that would flow into Amplitude. And then the next time that person would come to the website or mobile app, they would see a different kind of uh, image or banner on the first page to, that basically said, sorry, you had a bad experience here. We'd like to make it up to you this way, you know, either a coupon or something. And so they were basically integrating everything together to really understand the full customer journey and be able to take action on it. And we find that experimentation is a huge part. And a lot of our most advanced clients are using both the analytics and the experimentation together because the other benefit is once you do an experiment, you wanna see the results of it. And that's all about data and analytics. So you can obviously see that back in our analytics. So it creates this kind of recurring loop with ultimately trying to make your product better by experimenting. And we're, we're, uh, we call this drinking our own champagne right now. Uh, we're creating a whole new user interface for Amplitude right now. Mm -hmm. So we're using our experiment product to slowly roll out the new interface 
and get feedback on it. As And so every week we have more and more people using this new interface that we've made to make the creation of reports easier. And we just keep getting feedback and we keep getting more data on it. And then we make changes and we keep iterating with different experimentation groups. So uh, it's fun to be able to have our own products to use to make our own products better. Yeah, I guess Amplitude should be on top of its data because it's kind of in charge of the data, right? You can't... You can't... <laughs> Pay yeah. yourself. Uh, you have to be an example how to actually yeah. use the data to grow. Uh, I seen I seen this news from Google. We actually did use the optimize for our website to see uh, to to run some A/B experiments, and it, it it worked pretty well. So it's yeah. it's, a, it's a pity they are shutting it down. But I think it uh, gets back to your point that it's not their business. It's not their focus. Maybe they just don't interested in general to to help run this A/B testing since they're in basically yeah. advertising business they just want the data and they don't want to spend time on uh these tools which they are not yeah, and, I think, on. and i think google's having just a little bit of a rough spell right now um, i mean they just had layoffs um they just got sued by the department of justice for a monopoly in advertising i think a lot of these things are in my, just my like as a casual outside observer seem to be indicating that, you know, Google has always been a company that makes a lot of money through advertising. And then they had all these other products that probably didn't make any money. In fact, a lot of them, like even their analytics product, I would imagine they lose money on by having, you know, 70% of the internet using a free version of their product. So I think they just are probably refocusing on the things that make them money, not the things that, you know, lose them money. So um, I think there's just been a lot of things. And I think a lot of people were upset with the sunsetting of universal analytics, because it seemed very rushed and very hurried. And the replacement, which is GA4, um, isn't as robust, even as universal analytics. And it's not even, it's clearly not as robust as, you know, in our opinion, amplitude. But I think that they put some artificial dates that people had to change by. And I think it just rubbed people the wrong way. Um, they basically were like, you got to get off this platform, move to another one, but we're not done with the one that you need to move to yet. So just uh, bear with us. And, um, you know, when you have kind of a monopoly in, in the analytics industry, like Google does, you can do that kind of stuff. Uh, you, you know, we, we can't, we know not every vendor can, can do that. Yeah, with Google, it's uh, kind of you. You don't have a choice as a client. Uh, if you are running some ads, at least on Google, you do need to to have Google Analytics in place to 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 be able to connect it to to the advertising well, and kind of make sense of it. Yeah, but the cool thing is, and this is what a lot of people don't know about Amplitude, is one of the first. I came from a marketing analytics background, and so when I joined Amplitude almost two years ago, the first thing I said is we need to be able to do the marketing capabilities that you can do in Google Analytics. So over the last year, we've added all of the features that you have in Google. We've added the ability to see which channels people are coming from, to do attribution modeling, to integrate with Google ads and Facebook ads. So what's really cool is now Amplitude can do all of the marketing stuff. So it used to be the case, like what you said, is you have to have mm -hmm. Google Analytics if you spend on Google. That is not the case anymore. We now have pretty close to feature parity and what we're seeing a lot of companies that get the benefit is if they use Google Analytics for marketing, but then they use like Amplitude for their product analytics, you have two different systems and the same user is being split up between their acquisition data 
and their usage data. Now, we believe that Amplitude is the first product out there that has robust marketing and deep product analytics capabilities so that you can have marketing and product use just one tool instead of two, and you could actually follow the user from acquisition all the way through. Uh, most other vendors, whether it's Google, Adobe, they've kind of made their name in marketing analytics. And you can try to do a little bit of product analytics with it, but they're years behind where we are in product analytics. But we really quickly ramped up on marketing analytics, and that's made a, us a really compelling choice for people who are kind of frustrated with the whole Google Analytics situation right now. Yeah, that's interesting. I actually didn't know about that. We, we should look into this deeper. I mean, uh, how we can see the data from like Google Ads in, in Amplitude. Maybe we can ourselves <laughs> do, do a better job on that side. Uh, yeah, and I just posted a couple of blog posts recently about it, about all of the, because it, it is, we, it, that's one of the bad things about being so well known for product analytics that people, you get a reputation and they don't realize that you're actually evolving your product to do more things. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I guess the last question uh, I have uh, just popped in my mind. I know that like for indie developers or small developers who are just launching uh startups it's very important to like have the right tools on the one hand but also not to pay too much for them and you mentioned that you have the startup program how how can people find find the startup program apply to it basically yep. get this uh free amplitude until they uh have enough resources to, to pay for it yeah, all of it is on the Amplitude website. We have a pricing page. And just this week, we actually announced a new thing that's even better for startups that I probably should have mentioned earlier, but it's kind of a, it's all new to us. So I'll tell you the three different options. So you go to our website and anyone in the world can create a free version of Amplitude. And you basically just start using it. Um, we have a demo environment. If you're nervous about putting Amplitude code on your website or your mobile app, you can just use our demo environments and play around with it. But if you want to create a free account, then the next question you have to ask yourself is, do I want to try this on a mobile app or a website? If you're doing it on a website, um, you, you typically people use tag management systems, especially people who are coming over to us from Google Analytics. They likely use Google Tag Manager. So we have a free template that we created uh, with Simo Ahava, who's the main guru on Google Tag Manager, that is out in the Google library. So you could literally take all of the work that you have in your data layer for your website and basically use leverage that to move the website data into Amplitude in a couple hours. But I know your world is more mobile apps, and the problem with mobile apps is tag managers don't work, so you have to really use SDKs. So it would be just replacing your SDK with our SDK um, for whichever vendor you have now, or putting them both there and checking things out. Um, but that's if you're using our free plan. Now, if you're a startup, we have the scholarship plan, which I mentioned, I think it's like 5 million under in funding. You can get a much more feature rich version of our product. Um, and again, there's a form you fill out on the website and just ask for a little bit of information. But the thing we announced this week is we actually offer a new version of pricing. That's what we call our new unlimited MTU model. So for those who aren't familiar, MTU is monthly tracked user. And what you now can do is instead of paying on events, which is traditionally how Amplitude has been charged based on how many events you, your app fires off, you now can use an unlimited plan where you could have as many events as you want 
as long as you have under 1 million MTUs. And so most startups are in that kind of under 1 million MTU. So this is a feature that allows you to basically not have to worry about how many events track as much as you want and don't even think about it. Just track how many monthly track users you have and basically now you can get, uh, the, the website goes through all the different features you can use. And there's a lot of features in our new MTU plan. So again, our goal as a past startup is to help kind of not close the door behind us, but to build a ladder for them to come with us and grow. And so we continue to do whatever we can to help startups to be successful because we know that the, the startup today could be the next PayPal of tomorrow. And so we try to build loyalty with them when they, when they need it. And then hopefully they return that loyalty once they're successful. And, you know, we've had a couple really good examples of, of that lately with some apps um, that just completely take off. One of them that comes to mind is be real, which my, uh, my kids are obsessed with. Um, be real was a little nothing product that no one had ever heard of before started using amplitude and then all of a sudden blew up and became one of the most popular apps. And they continue to use Amplitude because they got a lot of value when they were young and they're getting a lot of value now. So uh, it's true, that's a, a true kind of PLG success story. Yeah, I actually downloaded the real recently. Uh, <laughs> maybe maybe I'm too old for it, I don't know. I didn't, uh, didn't stick with it, but yeah, yeah it's definitely- Me too. Me too. <laughs> it definitely made a lot of noise in the industry. And I think it's like in top 10 uh in like social networks category now on the app store yeah uh, all right i know thanks so much for um joining us for for telling the stories about uh amplitude product analytics uh, i do think that analytics is super important to power growth so uh we definitely advise all our, uh, our all our clients to use some product analytics uh, and think a lot about the data and how to how to use it, how to leverage it, be it subscription data that we yep. help to understand or be it product uh, marketing and other stuff. Uh, yeah, well, yep. thanks so much for having me. And uh, if, if uh, one of the things that's kind of cool is I'm actually moving from America to Europe next month. So if any of your listeners are in Europe, uh, tell them to connect to me on LinkedIn and uh, look for me. I'm going to be pretty much in all the major cities in Europe, traveling around, presenting and, and spreading the word about Amplitude. So that's my job as a yeah, product evangelist. So. Where, will you, where will you live in uh, in Europe? I'm going to be living in Amsterdam, which is our European headquarters. We have offices in Amsterdam, Paris, and London, but we have the most people in Amsterdam, and that's uh, that's where our headquarters is. So I'll be that'll be my home base. But I have a feeling I will be doing quite a bit of traveling. I already have a lot scheduled already. Yeah, I got it. I'm I'm in London, by the way. So in case you'll be in London, it would be good to to shop for a coffee. Yeah. Um, Okay, uh, thanks so much. Have a good day. Okay. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, bye.